What's up, y'all? It's your mm. girls, Dorian mm. and Morgan, back with another mm. episode of the Rooted Life Podcast. Mm-hmm. In case you ain't know, our brand is all about helping people grow in their relationships with Jesus and others. Mm-hmm. Uh, we host this podcast. We got this bomb, hilarious IG. Follow us at Rooted Life Podcast. We got devotions on the Version Bible app and so much more. But honestly, we're really just about helping people become more whole and win at life. We love it here. Hey. And we know that you will too. So if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm Doe and I'm here with the one and only Mo. Mm. How you feeling, Mo? Give us a color to a describe color. how you're feeling right now. I already no olive green okay yet you're my favorite color i am wearing it that's lovely um why are you feeling olive green today olive green just feels very relaxed Mm. not too bold but not too low it's just like a very i'm just mellow it's Mm -hmm. like a very mellow feeling yeah it's just coming back off of this is august is our restful month for work so i'm like we don't got no extra things to go to Mm. i got one evening meeting in all of august which is pretty unusual wow so yeah feeling very mellow baby that's you? great. Um, I'm just feeling grateful that after a crazy week of events, bringing back 1,400 teachers Jesus. and staff uh, to start the school year off, that uh, I'm still here and mm-hmm. alive and kicking. Um, last week was a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful for the opportunity to have led. And honestly, it's my fifth school year. I ain't been anywhere for five years ever. Wow. So this is the longest, officially the longest job I've ever held in life. And wow. so I think that's kind of cool too. So what's your color though? Oh, my color. Yeah, you, um, thought, you thought I was going to forget. You know, today I am feeling like a nice, like a gold, you know? Ooh. Yeah, it's like it can sparkle if it needs to, but it can also be like, you know how you can have kind of like the, um, where it's like not metallic shiny mm-hmm. but it's like rust is the only word i can think of but it's not rust it's like when gold Satin, has the no. when it's not no. shiny what's the opposite of shiny dull yeah but like not You're dull. Feeling dull okay <laughs> this is not going in the direction no, that i not. want it it's but okay. it's like gold i don't feel nice. like the bright like glittery gold mm-hmm, but, but you I still feel, can catch somebody's eye yeah you know <laughs> like if the sun hit me at the right yeah that's how i'm feeling it's like i'm not out here doing too much mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm, seen mm-hmm. but just enough just enough don't forget you know she there glowing that's how i'm feeling i'm feeling gold and also all this laying out i've been doing you know yeah, you're looking very brown everywhere i go people are like so where you been <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite question in the summer <laughs> baby i'm glad i got something to tell you aruba aruba honey okay that's anyway funny. all right y'all so we getting into a new season Mo, what are we talking about yes this season we are talking about the truth about your 30s mm. and this season we're spilling all the tea about what it really means to thrive in your 30s and all the just different experiences and life adventures that comes with it. And in Mm -hmm. our season premiere that we dropped a little bit ago, we talked about turning 30 years old, like how that 30th birthday prompted us to grieve, uh, celebrate and look for opportunities to grow. And we kind of got deep in that last episode. It kind of took me, took me by surprise. It was Mm. so lovely, honestly, but Mm. I'm not very surprised by that. So if y'all haven't listened to that first episode, please check it out. So dough. Now that we've done that, what do we get into for this second episode of the season? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about ways we've learned to thrive in our calling. Mm. Uh, So particularly, what does it look like for us to kind of examine our career paths, pick up side hustles, change jobs, and just consider our purpose and how God is compelling us to live that out in this particular Mm. season of our lives? Oh, that's nice. (laughs) That sounds good. But before we get into that, let's get into our tried and true grows and glows. Mm. Oh, soft girl. My grow, we're going to just bring back, let's just repurpose a grow from Ooh, the past. Okay. Uh, reading. Oh, yeah. Wow. Y'all know she I'll be reads. trying to read. Mm. She wants to read. <laughs> she would like to be considered a reader. 
However, she won't open a book. Mm. So um, here's the thing. What I've realized is that I just have to, you just got to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I remember Pastor Mike a while ago had, had, he had preached on this message about like how discipline leads to devotion, how sometimes you just got to do the Mm -hmm. thing. And then finally you realize how it's beneficial and then you Mm -hmm. continue to do it. You actually become devoted. So for me, I'm like, okay, you know what? I really want to read Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Mm -hmm. I have started it so many times. I read a couple chapters and I'm like, oh, this is so good. You didn't put it down for months. You haven't? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So what I would like to do, my grow, is just to read a few pages a day. You can just do a that. couple pages a day. You and before I look up, I will have finished the book. You, you know will. what I mean? I don't want to stress myself out about it. Be like, yeah, you got to finish by the end of the month. Just read a couple pages a day mm-hmm. and you'll finish the book like inevitably. So mm-hmm. that's where we're growing. And my glow. Um, yes, yeah, so I had a crazy week last week with a ton of different events. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad I got it all done. But like, I'm just feeling good about in general as I'm reflecting on kip and mm. all that has happened there my grow i mean i guess my glow is just like you know what i've done so much mm. it's just been a really awesome journey that i just never would have expected and i just feel so like i guess just grateful like i have this mm. this huge sense of gratitude to god of like just knowing that that's what was best for me all along mm-hmm. it just it sounds so, so simple but when you really think about it when you're doing something that you never expected to do and you're loving it you're mm-hmm. like Lord, how did I almost miss this mm. by not being obedient? Yep. And I'm just so grateful that um, I miss out because it's hey. been amazing. So what's going on with you? Let's see. Grow. It's just working on managing my thoughts. This is probably an old grow as well. But just <laughs> recognizing. I know there's so many scriptures about the power of your thoughts. We know all these yes. things. But just like sometimes I just let my mind wander off. And I realize that when I'm interested in somebody, I will create fantasies in my mind Mm. about what could be like one day we might get married. And one day, like, I think most people do it. But I think you have to get to a point where you're like, you know what? That's actually not helpful because now I've created a reality that I've attached my heart to that is not reality. Mm, It's just a hope. Even with a job, it could be anything. You see a house and you fantasize about, okay, we're going to put that there. And I think there's there's importance with vision casting and writing the vision, make it plain and, you know, planning. But I think so often we can get ourselves emotionally attached to things that no one told us is ours and then you feel disappointed but god's like i ain't never told you that was your house Mm -hmm. i didn't tell you that was your man like that was on you made that reality up in your head because you let your thoughts run rampant so Mm. now my mind is getting too far in the future i'm like we're not gonna fantasize about that if you want to write it down and pray about it you can but don't make up fantasies that aren't real because then you end up mad at god when no one told you to do that yeah well literally dr darius in that same sermon he said that disappointments are attaching our assumptions to the dreams that he gives us Ooh. yeah yep so that's it so working on that I think my glow is I feel like God has really given me a word of um, preparing for my next season and kind of what your point is I just have like there's some business ideas I have and I've just been really devoted to spending a couple hours every week on it so I'm just really proud of myself even with my sister I'm like girl I want to buy a house like I am on punishment Mm. I can't spend no money I have a plan I've been looking at my finances see like how can I get my finances set up because what I was thinking about is if we are going to a recession which I don't know if it's going to happen but Usually the housing market is booming for buyers because people mm. want to leave. And I'm like, God, I would hate to miss an opportunity in the mm. next season because I didn't prepare in this season. So if a house is something you have for me, it's a, it's a desire of mine. I want to start doing the light work now. So I've kind of been a place of like, let's prepare. But I'm excited about the discipline that it's requiring me, mm. particularly That's financially great. and with my time. So excited that he's 
putting on my heart, prepare, and also that there's excitement. I don't feel dread about, oh, we got to prepare. I'm like, oh, God, I'm excited. Yeah. What are we doing? So that's a glow for me. I love that. Um, all right. So this season, we're going to be talking about the truth about your 30s. And this episode, we're talking about thriving in our calling. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, when you hear the word calling, I'm sure folks have lots of different thoughts. Like, of course. you know, people listening right now are probably thinking like, hmm, okay, what do they mean by that? But mm-hmm. want to hear like when you were growing up and mm-hmm. you heard the word calling, what did that mean to you? Mm, I think for me growing up in the church, we were kind of taught that everyone had one big calling yes. and that it was your job alone to discover that and fulfill that purpose. And so I kind of thought I was going to be like a lawyer. Like people always be like, you're going to be the first black president. People mm. said that to me all the time growing up. <laughs> so weird to think about because I'm just like very opinionated and very justice oriented and very empathetic mm. and pretty hardworking too. So I just kind of thought I would fall into a career like that. So I, I spent a lot of time moving towards those kind of careers. Mm. And I kind of just thought I would have a booming, successful career by 30 with a very fine chocolate husband <laughs> and a house full of kids. And so basically I was living my life or basing my life off a of living single. But I thought that my purpose was simply a career and then hopefully a family. So that was that was me. I'm over here laughing because what no one all live is not single a single marry. person. But as a like a <laughs> little girl, I say that's going to be me. But I'm nah. going to be a married one. I'm going to be the spinoff of living single. Nah, I know what you mean for sure. <laughs> I felt like similarly, I just I guess I thought that your calling was a singular path at life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it would just click at a certain age. And then that's what you do forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like surprising to no one. I'm chatty and I tend to be a protector of other people that I thought I'd be a lawyer too, out mm. here defending cases, traveling the world. And I also saw my parents grow up living out one career, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and I think that was a generational thing. That like you pick something and you yeah. pursued that. And so I was attaching that to calling as well. Whereas now I think that like, we just are fortunate, the generation that we live in, you get to diversify the things that you could do. And there's so many jobs that exist mm-hmm. now yeah. that never even existed in the past. And so I'm excited about just kind of us getting to share today, like what that looks like for us in this season. Yeah. And I think we've kind of both touched on this idea that, we grew up believing that our calling had to be relegated to one thing. Like mm-hmm. It's just a career. But I think that as we've matured and listened to sound teaching, we see it differently now. So mm-hmm. um, how is calling different from purpose? Mm. So from my understanding, I see purpose as something more unified and simplified. Essentially, it's like, what were we created to do and do well? Mm-hmm. And it's really like the whole of our existence. So I think about it in three parts. Like our purpose is to know God, to make God known to others, and to bring him glory. And mm. so we know him by spending time with him, being in a relationship with him, in the word praying mm-hmm. we make him known through others or to others through how we live our lives each day service mm-hmm. to the church pursuing justice loving our neighbors and we bring him glory by using the specific god-given passions gifts and talents that he's given us mm-hmm. and i feel like calling kind of fits into that last piece specific mm-hmm. talents and gifts that he's given each of us that mm-hmm. we get to live out and i think that's so important i feel like to really thrive um in my purpose that i have to really understand that God has made me fearfully and wonderfully. And I have to believe that the creator of the universe gave me specific skills and gifts and talents that he desires to use. And Mm. I think that that's such an important truth because if you don't believe that, you can't live out your calling. You'll spend a lot of time walking in circles, not realizing that God has given you everything that you need through his spirit and the way that he's designed you to live out a really beautiful calling and pursue the purpose he's given all of us. And I think also recognizing that this is all tied to a much bigger eternal thing. It's not just a career. This is, we're talking about eternal work that God is doing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that you have to really believe that that truth about yourself, especially as you go into your 30s or into new seasons. Mm, that's good. And as we are believing that, I think it's important, too, in order to actually thrive in your calling. You can't be so tied to how God uses mm. those passions, talents or gifts mm-hmm. in one season that you're resistant to how he wants to use them in a future that's season. Good. And I think the best way 
to be able to, you know, thrive in your calling is really just being open handed and flexible to what the, the Lord wants you to do, where mm-hmm. he wants you to do it, how he wants you to do it. And you really got to be listening, honestly, mm-hmm. in order to show up what's in order to show up in a way that is best for you in a particular season. Yeah. And I think I'll add to that is we can't start to compare the way that God wants to use somebody else's gifts and talents ooh, ooh, ooh. and be upset that he's not using your gifts and talents in that way in yep. this season. Yeah. Cause some people's gifts and talents, he's going to use in a more public way. Correct. You might be a well-known pastor that's, you know, you might be an award winning author or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or you maybe might, not. or you maybe not. And yeah. I think that we have to all be content with how he wants us to use those passions and skills and also to re- remain imaginative about God, I'm dreaming big for how you want to use me, whether it's I'm impacting thousands or impacting 10, like I'm having, I'm having, um, I'm encouraged to, what am I trying to say? I'm not putting God in a box is what I'm trying to say. Like mm-hmm. I'm open to how he wants to use me, but I'm also dreaming big mm-hmm. of like, God, I believe you could do anything with my life Correct. and anything with my skills and talents and not thinking that he just wants you to live a very, um, a very small life that doesn't really allow him to shine through mm-hmm. you. Or doesn't allow you to make an impact. I right. think that impact is not based off of numbers. Exactly. That's we it. look at that. Like right. society says, oh, X amount of followers, X amount of people showing up at your event, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, equals more impact. But right. impact is not just numbers. It's not. Like it's actually influence. It's yep. like it's what it's the meaning that exists in the thing that you're doing. And God can put meaning in any number. That's good. Yep. So I would summarize all that by saying my purpose, which is to know God, make him known and bring him glory that does not change right but my calling and how that looks in different seasons how he allows me to live that out it Mm -hmm. may look different and that's okay yes good summary mo Mm -hmm. um to be honest you know let's be real this is so easy to talk about on this podcast it is so much harder to actually live it out every Mm -hmm. day and you and i have both gone through a lot of ups and downs Mm and identifying like what is god calling to what is God calling us to in any given moment? Mm-hmm. And whether that was being a full-time student, <laughs> picking mm. up and moving to a new city, leaving an industry that you love for a new one, all mm-hmm. out of obedience. There can be so many shifts and have been in our lives over the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, you know, it's crazy to think 10 years ago, I was just moving back from an internship in New York and starting my first real job in a completely wow. different city than I am right now in a completely different industry than I'm in right now. Wow. And so I'd love for us to just kind of get into our three grounding questions this season what mm-hmm. we grieved what we gained and how we grew when it comes to our calling so when you think about your calling what is something or a couple of things that you had to grieve in that space I think for one I had to grieve you kind of touched on it but like starting a new career like I had worked in nonprofit and school and social work and community for 10 years that was mm. all I've done and for then to feel like God was calling me to full-time ministry I'm like who <laughs> Maybe you <laughs> talking to me, Jesus. This is this is a word for someone else, right? Is somebody else you want me to give a word to someone? That too? Yeah, it's it's you, Morgan. It's for you. Oh and I goodness. didn't want to do it, and I still struggle with it because I've wanted something. Mm. I never wanted. I never thought ministry was glamorous. I think some people see ministry it's like, oh, I want to do that. And oh, I never God. thought I wanted. I thought that looks really hard. Yep. <laughs> no, thank you. Pass, please. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to do that. And I wanted honestly something that had a more consistent schedule and a little bit more pay. Mm. I'm being real, so That's I had true. to grieve leaving a career that meant a lot to me, even though it was struggling to go into a career that I never had, never wanted to do Mm. or had a plan to do. And that was really tough. And, um, I think also I had to grieve the fact that I had an idea of where my life should be in terms of my age. And I had to submit in leadership to people who are much younger than me and Mm. way less experienced in the workforce. Like we're talking six, seven years younger. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. humility. Okay. So I think just grieving it wasn't really a grieving. It almost was like something God had to work with me on, but it's had, it was tough to, to think that I was going to be further in my career. And I'm not only like in an entry level position, I'm being managed by people who are in their early twenties. I'm like, that takes a lot of, 
mm-hmm. a lot of work with the Holy Spirit. He's working on me. And I think the second thing I had to grieve, um, and you and I have talked about this is like someone I've, I've only done community work since I was doing the math today, since 2010. So mm-hmm. really 12 years, 12 years yeah. of being a public servant. And I don't really have much financially to show for sacrificing finances to be a teacher or, mm-hmm. you know, the things that I sacrificed personally and professionally to, to give back to my community. I don't really feel like I have a lot tangibly to show for that. I know it was good work and I was supposed to do it, but it's not really work you can quantify. Like a doctor can say, I saved this many lives. A lawyer can say, I won this many cases, you know, but when you do stuff like be a social worker, it's like, I I, I know I did good, but I don't, I can't really identify that. I don't really have Mm. a lot to show. So I think just grieving that I had kind of an unconventional career path and that there were a lot of sacrifices that I felt like he was calling me to make. So just kind of grieving that and being okay with that. Mm. We're still working on it, though, to be honest. Yeah, that's real. That's that it. Is real. I mean, I think, you know, this aspect of having to grieve what you don't have to show for something, mm-hmm. you know, is really difficult because, again, it's there's nothing quantifiable mm-hmm. about what it is. But kind of like what we just said, like impact, you may never know. Mm-hmm. But I think you just have to trust that there was impact yeah, there, for you sure. know, that you did good work. And a lot of I think God calls us to a lot of things mm-hmm. where we don't get to flip through the thing to mm-hmm. show like oh, look at all these awards and look right. at all these these that but um we just have to trust and know that like, it counts for something Lord. Mm-hmm. that's because if, if not i don't know how it's gonna keep going <laughs> gonna have so, to count for some. i gotta believe that um i would say the thing that i grew like uh the biggest thing that i grieved um was like a piece of my identity as it was associated with the work that i was doing so mm-hmm. a lot of folks know that i have an inner uh, background in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I realized that because I was like plugged in and I was getting to <laughs> attend all these events and, you know, rub shoulders with celebrities or people with social status. Mm-hmm. And I had this like limelight life that I just loved the validation that it gave me so much so that I attached mm-hmm. my identity to it. And yeah. when it all started to crumble and God was asking me to walk away from it, I had to really spend some time grieving that. And mm-hmm. honestly wanted to resist it at first of course. Um, until I just kind of like, just chose to trust him. Like it literally mm. was just like a choice one day that I was like, okay, I believe that you know what is best for me. Mm-hmm. And so you want to call me to nonprofit education? Okay. <laughs> I guess that's where we're going. And so now I just kind of feel like I see on the other side, mm. but that's that's always harder to it wait is. for that seeing on the other side. But it took a lot of time to say, um, okay, I'm actually really sad about this. I don't want to leave this industry, but I'm going to trust you. Um, and I think just the last thing I'll say is like grieving doesn't always mean you let go of something completely. I still have a huge desire to be in that space. I think that it'll look a lot different now because who I am is different. And the way that I position God in my life is Mm -hmm, different. mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason he was pulling me out of that industry was because I was not strong enough to be in it. I was being influenced more than I was influencing Ooh, others. And so now I could see the potential of it being like, okay, we've mm-hmm. worked on some muscles. You've been built up enough to maybe go back. Um, and so just kind of trusting that like you may have to let something go in its current state so that you can make room for it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right, Mel. So what have you gained in terms of, your calling like how has this process of rediscovering allowed you to gain something I think so many things but the <laughs> biggest thing is just having a an, a very keen awareness of my gifts and I think that's part it's so it's funny because it'll put you in situations that are so hard it's almost like the pressure the diamond under pressure it's like mm. I didn't realize that I had all these gifts until I was put in a situation where those gifts just were like forced out of me yeah and so as much as it's been hard to be in ministry for full time for almost two years now can you believe that Ooh, almost two years geez. it feels like longer and not it that does much time. <laughs> like five 
thought you've been doing this all your life. <laughs> Lord, no, don't say that. I'm just like, um, but something in it, it produced what he, he needed it to produce. And I think mm-hmm. that's so beautiful. Kind of what you're saying is like, he knows what environments, situations, the type of personalities, the people he, he knew all the, he knew the formula that was required to, to birth the things that he had always had, like that they were yes. always inside of me. Yes, and so yes, yes. I just have such more awareness of, of my gifts and my callings and how he's wired me. So I think if I had to put my calling in like a line, I would say that God has wired me to use my creativity and my voice and my passion to pursue good for all people, mm. uh, specifically people who look like me, brown and black people and people mm. who are marginalized. Like he's yeah. just given me a heart for people. And I think that he, I didn't know that about myself. Yeah, I knew it, but I didn't know it to this. I didn't know how he's given me a very unique way to articulate things to people and connect with people. I just, I didn't know those things. And I think the second thing I gained, it's kind of cliche, but it's humility. Mm. Girl, so much humility. I kind of talked about it. Working on a team with people who are much younger than me and not like not being in a place to make decisions, even though decisions are impacting me and really submitting to leadership, even when I don't agree or don't understand. I think God has literally beat beat me beat the pride out of me there's still a lot of pride but he had to beat a lot of pride out of me um and i think that is it what color purple yes <laughs> Harpo. um and i think that what i'm realizing now is something our pastor says all the time is excel at the revealed things and so i think that the humility is like god you've put me here and there's a purpose that you have for me here there's something you're calling me to do yeah um help me to just lean in what you revealed in this season and help me to like to trust you in that. So I think that's mm. what I've gained. A lot of trust, a lot of humility, but also just like, baby, I know me better than I've ever known me. Mm. There's still a lot to learn. That's I know good. in 40, but I might yeah. be like, but right now I'm like, I know more about I'm me good than I on myself. That is good. What good, about good. you? Um, I would say two things, like one more tangible and one more philosophical. Like okay. the tangible thing, I feel like I've just gained a lot of experience, knowledge, and skills as mm. a result of pursuing this calling the yeah, way that he wanted good. me to instead of my own. I would have not just had like I wouldn't have been as good of a professional as mm, I am had I not good. gone into this space because I I don't know that I would have been able to work on the same teams or mm-hmm. the same projects like literally the things that I will be able to take into any role or project with me from here on out mm-hmm. I think that there were very specific things that I have gotten at this particular space um, and so yeah I think you know when I think about my calling if I had to summarize it I would say mm-hmm. that it's to make space for people to feel seen mm-hmm. valued and heard yeah. and I think personally it's through you know empathy listening offering wise counsel and then professionally it's through building culture and community in different organizations and spaces and I don't think I ever thought that I could apply that to a space that I knew nothing about mm. and so I think that's the really cool thing that I've gained just like another thing to like put on the resume like mm-hmm. yeah I've mm-hmm. done it in this industry and no I have no academic background in education but was able to like learn it enough to do something meaningful in this space mm-hmm. And I think the second thing is just gaining a deeper ability to trust God, like Mm -hmm. going through this big change and switching industries and cities like it's deep in my capacity to follow him wherever Mm -hmm. he says go. And Dr. Darius says, you know, our calling is God's way of trusting us to trust him. Mm. And I see that now because it's like, you know, I feel like in the very beginning it was. God was saying like, hey, I have something for you. Mm-hmm. And this may or may not look good to you, but I know, I know that it is good. what's best for you. And mm-hmm. if you walk with me, I will make it worth your while. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that on the other side, like, I'm like, dang, yeah, you can't, that's not something that I will ever forget. Like, you can't go mm-hmm. back from that. Mm-hmm. Once you see the fruit from something, it's like, of course I want to plant and mm-hmm. water and grow something that way again, because now I see the fruit and yeah. it's good. It's sweet, yeah. you know? 
And I think what you said was so important, believing that God has good for you. Yes. That'll sustain you in seasons where it's like, God, is this calling? Like, is this you? Is it not? Like, <laughs> correct. But believing that he has something good for you on the other side of mm-hmm. every experience, like it sustains you because it's like, God, this looks like a mess. I don't like this job. This ain't really what I thought I was going to be doing. I'm mm-hmm. not aware. But if it's like, but I believe. One, that I'm being obedient in where you've called me to be. And two, I believe on the other side of this, you will get the praise and glory. And I will thank you for this hard season. Mm. But if you just believe that he has good for you, that will hold you. That's all you need, (laughs) really. It'll hold you when nothing makes sense and this job is a mess and finances, whatever. Knowing Mm -hmm. that the end of this is going to be for my good and for his glory. You just got to hold on to that. Just hold on. Honestly, just hold on. Hold on. To your No, I thought you were going to do a Marvin Sapp for some reason. Mm. What song is that? I don't know. Okay. Don't know that one. Just seemed like it. Okay. <laughs> Next. Okay. So we talked about grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about, what else did we talk about? We talked about gaining. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, growing. Yeah. So how have you grown <laughs> in this area of thriving in your calling yeah. while in your 30s? I mean, building on that idea of trust, I think I've grown in accepting that I don't know what's best for me. That's like, it. Like, on a surface level, I have this idea, but... If that idea is not influenced by the one who created me, I'm never going to be in position to be my best self. Ooh. Like, and I read a Devo not too long ago. It says, we are the product of God's vision. God has already decided what you could and should be. You sent mm-hmm. that to us, actually. Mm-hmm. And when I think about this, it's like you're submitting to the fact that the Lord knows what you need, who you need, and how you need it in mm-hmm. order to be who he created me He did be. it. Come on. You know, it's That's like good. they talk about this all the time, like the... The one who knows the best functionality of a product is the one who made it. So you got to go to the one who made the thing (laughs) in order to function at your best capacity. Um, And so the second thing I think I've grown in is just following God's lead. Like before I came to D.C., I was at a ton of different jobs in a ton of different cities. And that's not because it was like, "Ooh, look at all these opportunities. It's because I ain't have a plan. Mm. I was going places and dragging God along with me as afterthought (laughs) and then mad when it didn't work out. Like where they do that at? (laughs) But now I see just the importance of prayer and wisdom and discernment Mm. and consulting him so that I'm in position to be the most successful, the most influential and the most impactful wherever God is calling me. Mm. And I realized like at the end of the day, I only want to go where his grace and favor are going to follow me because Mm. like that's where you really going to pop off. You know, when his hand is in it, like you can tell the difference. You can see it. True, true, true. I don't remember who said this, but, you know, it's like whatever you obtain on your own, you got to sustain on your own. Yep. But if you go where God is calling you, like Mm -hmm. he the one who finances that vision and that dream. So, yeah, that's me, girl. What about you? Oh, so many things. My goodness. I think the first thing is just maturity. Mm. And I I kind of was getting to that. Something about hard situations and hard seasons, like one or two things can happen. You can fall into despair and and miss out on opportunities to grow or you can lean into it and be like, all right, God, this this is less than ideal, <laughs> but I want to lean into what you're trying to teach me in this season and how you want to teach me. And I feel like I kind of teetered on both, honestly, but that's <laughs> <laughs> real. But I feel like he matured me in a way where I'm like, only this would have matured me. Mm-hmm. No other environment would push my buttons except working for a church because you know, I don't really mess with church people mm-hmm. like that, but you knew there was something that needed to be healed in my heart in a way that you wanted to use me that only a church working for a church Could would do. produce this beautiful fruit. And yes. that just blows my mine but he has matured me and i i'm surprised at it in moments i'm like oh that's jesus i'm surprised that's jesus in my heart i kind of talked about it but just the humility of just he beat that pride out of me every (laughs) single day he'd be like that's pride that's pride that's Mm -hmm. you that's your attitude you you." i'd be like holy spirit my god just 
just can I get through one one email for a second, please? I'm, mm-hmm. This is a lot. Just one. But just just in a willingness to serve and a willingness to submit. Honestly, I didn't realize how much submission was a problem for me. I think growing up. Mm. Um, and, and not being led by people who are being led by the spirit. I think that I've, I think also Ooh. I found out that Enneagram sevens are just kind of naturally rebellious, which that is sounds funny. about right. And I think I'm just a little bit rebellious just out of nature, but I think that God had to teach me how to submit to leadership and not just in actions, but in heart. And that's mm. something my mentor and I were working on. How do you submit to leaders and how do you honor them when you don't agree with them? And mm. that was um, a challenge, but I think that he really taught me how to submit um, in my heart and really pray for my leaders and intercede mm. and honor them and, and verbalize that honor. Like that's I, I appreciated what you said on Sunday. Like that sermon really blessed me. Like, how are you feeling today? Like just learning how to submit to your leader and love them well and honor them well. Um, And I think lastly, just growing in my imagination about what my life could be um, dreaming bigger and better because before it's like well god just like can i have like one house i'm like god i want a house on every coast i want houses that i can rent out to single moms and give them a discount mm. and then put money aside for their kids to save like i'm thinking globally mm. whereas before my my imagination about my life was so small i'm like god i want to work all over the country i want to be able to travel for work like i want to be able to put other kids uh other people's kids through college like now yeah. the way that i'm thinking about my life is so much bigger and so much about impact kind of what you were saying before um it was never like that but now i've seen what he's done with this little bit in this season when i was a mess i'm like oh baby baby you really want me to come okay. on yeah. um so just having a bigger vision of how god can use me for his glory yeah um and i think the last thing just growing in my heart for legacy and yeah. and being intentional about the young woman he's put in my life and 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 wanting to see them grow and mature and wanting to put them on game and wanting to to love on them um, and just recognizing that it's not just about me. It's about other people as well. Yeah. Mm, mm, yes, mm. ma'am. I love that, especially the last part about legacy, leaving something behind for yeah. others. Um, and I'm thinking like a lot about that just as we're talking about stepping into a new season and mm-hmm. just thinking about how new seasons mean transitions, yeah. you know, and like, what does that mean for me? Like post my life in DC or post kid mm-hmm. or post the church that I'm in? Like, mm-hmm. what is it look like to leave something behind that is meaningful and I think that creates space for other people to rise up and find the leader in themselves like I'm thinking a lot about that it's like I never want to leave a place and the people that I leave behind don't feel better equipped to be able to Mm -hmm. do their job you know and if I do then like I've done a disservice to the space that I left so Mm -hmm. I really love that note about legacy yeah and I think too if anybody's in a season or at a job they don't like Mm -hmm. one thing my mom talked to me about is she's like you want there to be a sweet taste when people talk about you when you leave Mm. and sometimes when you when you are ready to leave it's so easy to have an attitude it's like everything is is just even more annoying and the person gets in your nerves gets on your nerves even more and I feel like it's almost a tactic of the enemy it to get is. you distracted, to forget that you've done so much good work and to forfeit it mm-hmm. over a couple months or like 12 months when you've been somewhere for years. So I think it's just a word to people like you want there to be a sweet taste. Mm-hmm. Specifically, if you're somebody who says you love Jesus, you want when you yes. leave to be like, they want to equate Jesus with kindness, Jesus yes. with sweetness, yes. Jesus with serving, Patience. not Jesus with a bad attitude. Jesus, they left this job mm-hmm. a mess. Jesus, they didn't think about legacy and preparing it for the next person. So mm-hmm. I think for me, even as I think about my next season, legacy is helping me hold on because I'm like, God, I want there to be a sweet fragrance Absolutely. when they talk about me because I know that they know that I love you mm-hmm. and I want them to equate you with kindness and, and sweetness. So mm-hmm. I think for anybody who's struggling, just ask God, God, what is my legacy here and help me to step into that in a way that's honoring to these people and honoring to you. That is so, so good. <clears throat> um, well. All right. Well, as we wrap this up, mm-hmm. you know, the word that was on my heart today as it relates to thriving in our calling is really flexibility. Mm, that's um, good. And I just want to encourage everyone listening to just remain nimble and humble as it relates to what God wants to do with you. Like 
you have no idea. Mm-mm. Oh my God. It's like when it, t- when the scripture talks about like things that have not yet been seen, mm. like you can't even see how much he could do with your life. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage folks to not be resistant to yeah. the ways that he wants to change or move or shift the way that you're living out your life in a particular season. Um, And secondly, like, don't forget to give him the glory when you get there. A lot of times when God pulls us into something as it relates to our calling that we are excited about, Mm -hmm. then that's when we kind of be like, all right, cool. Thanks for getting me here. And then we take off on our own. But I think that's the time where we want to lean in even closer to give him gratitude and also make sure that the people around you know that it's not you. Mm -hmm. The reason that I can come into this space, that I can have the impact that I do and the influence that I do that y'all even want to listen to me mm-hmm. is because i'm listening That's to him, him. Mm-hmm. so let's not forget like <laughs> you know make sure to give him the glory when you get there yeah and i think also i just would add just because god hasn't you haven't seen god do something i think of people like sarah jakes people who are trailblazers no one had done what she's done mm. and sometimes you can have a small vision of what god can do so when i was talking about imagination i'm like god i believe that you could do something in my life that no one's seen you do before mm. and to believe for that and not and not put God in a box. Well, God, you've never done it before. And he made the moon and the stars. Right. Like he could do whatever he wants to do. So I think just if I could leave anybody with a lasting word, like trust him, like trust him at his word and believe that he has good plans for you. Like that's what I've been, even just this morning, I'm like, God, you have good plans for me. Like that's I just good. believe that it's good. It's that's just going to be good. And if no one's ever seen it before, I believe that you would allow me to be the first mm. and that you would allow me to be a trailblazer and open up a path for other people behind me. Like those are the kind of prayers I have now. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm building legacy. And I believe that you're going to enable me to be a trailblazer. Like those are kind of things I'm just like confessing over myself until mm. I see it. And then one day we're going to have a podcast episode and I'm going to be like, he did it. And he did it. He did it. Okay. And okay. He did so it. wrapping this all up connecting purpose back with calling. Um, I think I would just say that I love that our purpose um, is all aligned and that we get to have the opportunity to get to know him, um, to know God, make him known and bring him glory because he's uniquely designed each of us with different passions and talents. He gives us the opportunity to live that out through our calling Mm. in ways that are unique to us specifically. Yeah. I love that, man. This has been such a fulfilling episode. I feel good. I really liked processing that with you and just thinking about like, you know, what God is doing in my life right now, but also like what he wants to leave behind through me, Mm -hmm. you know, so that others get to also see him in their own way. You know, it's just kind of a continuous cycle of seeing him. So love that. And just pray that this episode blesses people because it blessed me today. I feel so blessed y'all. Well, if you want to be blessed even more, follow us on IG (laughs) at Rooted Life Podcast. And while y'all are listening, feel free to share it with a friend, tag us in your stories, DM us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, do us a favor, y'all. Rate us five stars and leave us that review, baby. Look, we are not playing about that write something down let us know what y'all think and speaking of that shout out to honorable ruler who shared that they are in the last leg of their 20s mm. and our podcast has given them a lot of insight and perspective as they wow. approach the next decade so glad to hear that all right y'all we can't wait to see what god has in store for the next episode so make sure y'all come on back next week for episode three as we talk about thriving in your care and until next time stay rooted